Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, bringing you some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we uh, brought you news of uh, a team that love a waterlogged pitch. Uh, That'll all make sense a little bit later on. Tom Latcham joined us, a big Bournemouth fan, with the hot news, of course, that Scott Parker had lost his job. Yeah. He's and not yeah. happy, but then he, he wouldn't have been happy either way, really. He wouldn't have been, no. He was quite scorched earth, as he often is, Tom. Um, we had some classic clips pewter from 2003. Yeah. And we even brought you a clip today from New Zealand, uh, which yeah. I think uh, could become an instant classic for them. I don't know if they do their own clips of the week. We had a bit of a chat. We did. All right, let's hear it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, it's a bit sad about Scott Parker. We'll talk about that soon. Well, Tom Latcham's going to yeah. join us. We spoke to Tom at the just before the season kicked off when everybody was saying they were down already, and he had some strong views, so it'll be interesting to get his take on... A horrible so, start, wasn't there? The fixed yeah, computer's really been unkind to them. Yes. As um, it's been kind to Arsenal. It's really interesting the way it... I mean, you've got to play everybody. But, I mean, I think it's more than that. It's not just results, as everybody has been saying. You know, I thought that press... Conference. I mean, really, mm. if you actually look at what Marco Silva has sort of said about Fulham, it's not a great deal different. Mm. He feels like he needs more, and he wanted the deals done early. Yeah, well, he hasn't all, got they the quality. All think that. He they needs. all want that. I'm blaming Scott Parker's lucky cardigan. Yeah, <laughs> I kept thinking on Saturday. Why you wear just, the jacket? Wear something else. No, just wear the jacket. The jacket he won in first game of the season. Yeah. And then he wore the card. Not the card. And it's not as if the conditions the had changed, so he needed wool. <laughs> you know, he needed. He but the card, he did, the card he did for him, didn't it, ultimately? I went so. to a wedding on Saturday, uh, during Saturday afternoon, so I couldn't go to Brentford and I couldn't go to Chelsea. Hmm. And it was quite agonising because it was just over the river. It was at the London... It was a lovely wedding, but it was at the London uh, Rowing Club. It was just across... Nice. You know, you can... So you could hear, hear the crowds cheering, could and you? And I thought, I'm, I don't want to ruin the wedding, so I'm not going to look at the score. I'm not going to sort of like... And of course, and I told some bloke who was a Chelsea fan who came up to me, listens to the show, and, I said, and every time I looked at the score, he, came, he said to me, I thought you weren't going to look. <laughs> go away. <laughs> just go away. So, so you told him you weren't going to look at the score. And then, then I had a sneaky look. Because I was trying to follow the cricket as well. And you're chastising him for saying yeah. you... you sh- <laughs> well, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you're a terrible man. I am, all right. You really are. I mean, you know, you said you weren't going to do it and you did it. So what if... It the- was agony, though. The last 10 minutes when they were hanging on, yeah. you know, and I'm tr- people are trying to, you know, had small talk at a wedding and everything, and I'm, I just couldn't even concentrate. And they had their chances, <laughs> didn't they, Lester? If they Lester had yeah. equalised, would you have stormed off? 
No. <laughs> I expected them to equalise. You've got previous for that. You were in an exec no, box a, once. Yeah, but not at a wedding, my no. friend's wedding. Well, you were in an exec <laughs> box. Ridiculous. You were in an exec po- box at Chelsea once, yeah. and uh, I believe it was Chris Powell. Didn't he get the winner for Charlton, Charlton yeah. in a game? It was Charlton, wasn't it yeah. that the infamous um, beach day? Wasn't yeah. that the pitch when it was just covered in sand? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was another, no? It was oh, another, another time. game, yeah. And you stormed out of the the, the box at that <laughs> it's point. Great, isn't you, it? you are a bit of a stormer. I can flounce. Yeah, indeed. I've been known to flounce. You've got tales of flouncing. If you can flounce, or if, who's the great flouncers you've come across? Give us examples of a sporting one, ideally, but uh, just a good flounce. Someone who, and, and the yeah. circumstances and how the flounce. Just explain it all. We'd love to hear. I love the celebrity flounce off Twitter with a big flourish and then oh, yeah. come back in about three weeks time it's always good that one so yeah I mean these are we don't want a virtual flounce we want a proper old oh, yeah, school proper. walk out flounce and some, maybe, for, maybe for the pettiest of reasons uh, <laughs> do, do let us know the worst one is when you've got to go back because you've you've left your jacket or your bag that mm. one where you, you, you flounce and you then have to go back into the environment <laughs> it's not good I is just it? forgot me bag that's just, really bad if you, know, you have to do don't that don't mind me I forgot that's my so bag that's so bad um, also today yeah. um, I don't know if this has been because uh, we were only here yesterday that's slightly throw you so I don't know if this has been absolutely done to death but I, I've only just oh sorry I've only just noticed that uh, mm. Daryl DK um, mm. has been uh, wash, he's admitted he's, he's been washing his clothes uh, with dishwasher tablets I know it's for ideal, eight months he wondered why his clothes weren't coming out as, as well as he liked and had this kind of sheet. I admire him at least he does his own washing I know yeah yeah it's a nice touch but um, he wondered why it wasn't really working for him and he, and he smelled like he was dishwasher clean <laughs> but uh, yeah he's come out and admitted he's been doing that so if you were using the wrong equipment for any length of time we'd We'd love to know your uh, Daryl DK-like stories as well. <laughs> and did you lose 9-0 at the weekend? The two managers a bit in the dust for losing 9-0. Mm. And if you were on the wrong end of night, or if you played in a game where your team were beaten 9-0, should the manager go? Or do you think he should keep her, or she should keep her job? Let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet T-S-H-N-J this afternoon. It's very hard. I mean, the only one I can think of is Ralph Houtl survived a 9-0, yeah, but it's difficult. Couple. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple of nine start goals. With him, you know, yeah. just seem a bit harsh. You know, as we I, said, we'll, we'll a bit more it. to it. Tom Latchin's is doing a short. Strictly bosses uh, fear their final shows this year will be kicked off air by the World Cup. Mm. You think? I don't know. Put it on BBC Two. I'm worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is an option. Although there is old there are people that won't find BBC Two. I know, I never they won't get be able that. to find the channel. I never get that. The show moves from BBC Two to BBC One and it gets a automatically higher audience as if people can't work out yeah. how to go that, from that BBC number One two to on your control. Just, just <laughs> flick <laughs> up. Not even that anymore. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Yes, we kick off talking Bournemouth uh, as Scott Parker leaves. Uh, earlier on today yeah um, Gary O'Neill takes over in the short term as they go looking for a new manager and it seems I haven't, really, <clears throat> haven't got anybody particularly lined up let's get the thoughts now of uh, Bournemouth fan who we chatted to as we said at the start of the season when there was all these stories about are they down already um, they won the first week uh, first weekend of the season found it tougher since but they've had some very tough games Tom Latcham broadcaster and Bournemouth fan joins us hi Tom that was quick wasn't it it was it was quick. I mean, in like I mean, you like a lot of Bournemouth fans. Even as a non-Bournemouth fan, I'm watching that press conference after the game at the weekend, thinking, "Oh, okay." Um, he's obviously in a good, secure position that he feels he can say this stuff, and he's going to get the support he needs next week. But that that, that didn't do him any favours, did it? Or 
the cynic might suggest that that is exactly what someone who'd quite like a payoff would say. I, I, and, and in mm. fact, and, and in fact, you know, you look at Scott Parker; he didn't quit Fulham when it was obvious that he was going to leave. And as I understand it, he got a payoff there. So I mean, if, if if he has been paid off both times, he must have made about four or five million quid in about fourteen months just from being sacked by clubs. I, I mean, that's going to keep him in sixteen hundred pound uh, cardigans with stripes on the doesn't, on the sleeve. Doesn't make him a bad person, Tom. They look, they give, they give him the contract. Mm. Um, and I can't think of very many managers uh, that would that would walk away from something like that. They they do wait until they get sacked. They'd be mad not to, wouldn't they? But it did it. But it did it not look as though everything because because you guys would only just see well, not you guys, but the public will just see that actually after that match he was sort of critical of the, of the board critical of the board critical of the spending which he will have known was going to happen um and of course you know saying and also saying this is going to happen again like you know we 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 we're, we're ill equipped and so that's terrible pr for 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 the board it's terrible pr for the club when if this is the case and they're not spending money deliberately for whatever reason whether that's to buy the train training ground back although that's gone quiet by the way um or not buy it back but to create it that's gone quiet uh, or just because they, they you know and if you look at Max Demin and uh, the chair, the the owner and his statement he talks about sustainability so that's clearly the way the approach that Bournemouth are going for well sustainability isn't what Nottingham Forest are doing and, and you know that's fine if that's what they want to do but that is that's clearly not what we're trying to do what we're trying to do it seems is to you know you get the money do what Norwich did and people yeah, criticize them but 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 actually they you know it, it is working for them uh, whether you know whether it's working you know in a successful on the pitch way or not is 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 for debate but but that's clearly what they were going for for, and he would have known that, and then he's criticising the board for for that for that for that happening. And what you won't know if you don't follow the club is he's been doing that all summer. So he's obviously seen this coming, and he's done all he can, in my view, and it's just an opinion, to have uh, to have softened the ground whereby. Uh, he was going to get sacked. Now, I will say it's a surprise he got sacked so quickly because uh, it's not like Bournemouth, to be honest, um, to do that. Um, also, people often get a bit more time. But we've conceded 16 goals without scoring one in the last three games. And all right, I know they're tough games, but I think League One sides would have done better against Liverpool at the weekend. Mm. What was he doing? You know, he starts off with a back four and then we can see two in about 10 minutes and he goes to a back five. It's the wrong way around, Scott. And, and, and so, you know, if you're, if you're setting your team up to be, to be mean, right, which is what we know he does, because when he was at Fulham last year or in the Premier League before, they scored nine goals at home across the whole season, right? So he obviously sets his team up to be I mean, pragmatic or whatever that is. Well, you've got to be so. You can't lose 9-0 and then go, oh, well, it's going to happen again because we're really quick. Sorry, Scott, it's time to go. And I think that most Bournemouth fans will, apart from the idiots that have been ringing for talk sport all morning, going, but one of them said, get Eddie Howe back. I mean, what world is he living in? But anyway. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be tempted. Oh, yeah. It's a very tempted. But, but, you know, that's, the, the, but that's an interesting the, point, Tom, because, you know, will it be easy to attract a manager if you've got this sort of, basically Norwich-like approach. You know, so whoever's going in there knows that basically they're going to go down. He knows he's going to have no money to spend. You know, it's not exactly an attractive job, is it? Well, it is what you make of it, isn't it? And actually, uh, an opportunity. For, for me, what I would say, you know, they're talking about Sean Dyche. No, no, no. He is not a Bournemouth manager. He, he, he never will be. You know, the, the list of potential candidates 
is is deeply uninspiring. What I would do, and I think again, what sensible Bournemouth fans, I'm not saying I'm in that number, but you know, what sensible Bournemouth fans might suggest is actually get in someone who's gonna give it a bit of fight, maybe someone who's young, forward thinking, an opportunity for the first time as manager. I mean, my contacts are telling me, and, and I, I wouldn't place too much emphasis in them because they're rubbish, is <laughs> that uh, Anthony Barry uh, is 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 very, very interesting, uh, or is, is 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 somebody that we're interested in. He is the uh, first team coach at, at Chelsea and uh, and Belgium. That's just what my, my and my cut to be fair, my contact that told me that's pretty good. So there's no reason to disbelieve. Him. I've seen other less reliable ones saying there's this Nutson guy who's the manager of Bodo Glimd in uh, in Norway mm. and he's won that two titles with them. You know they're both interesting. I've got no idea about that guy beyond his Wikipedia page, but they're both interesting candidates. And both you would think potentially might go. You know what? It, it is my first job in England uh, or in the, uh, in the Premier League or you know in the in the, in the top flight there. That's not a bad shout to go there. And if you go, look, there's no expectation at Bournemouth, is yeah, there? Yeah, nothing the, the to lose, is, actually. That's true. We've got no money, obviously. If you can get that team playing football and, and, and going down without a whimper, which is unfortunately what Scott Parker seems to do every single time he gets into the Premier League, then Bournemouth fans will be like, fair play. It'll look, it'll look good. You go back down, you build, you go back and you have, have, a, have a better opportunity. And then you, you, maybe you can do something in a way that, you know, look at Brentford, at Brighton. Like Bournemouth did for five years, and you, and you do stay there. But at the moment, the decision is sustainability, and I think that is what's done for Scott Parker. It's not just the fact that we've been hopeless in the last three games. Uh, it's it's actually the fact that he's quite clearly not singing from the same hymn sheet. Max Deming, the owner, has said, uh, this is not how Bournemouth, uh, you know, we have to be as one and pull together as one, and this isn't happening. That's the Bournemouth way. That's what's given us our success. You're not doing that. Bye-bye. And most Bournemouth fans... Apart from the, the brain deads that have called Talksport this morning, we'll say actually right decision. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, you mentioned Sean Dyche, uh, Chris Wilder's there, John Terry is there, Gary O'Neill, who's, who's doing it on a temporary basis, is there, Michael Carrick, Thierry Henry, Wayne Rooney. Uh, I don't know you'll come back. So there's there's some of the names coming up. It's I mean, true. they're all the t- there's the same names that are always linked to all yeah. of these jobs. It's as though the bookies haven't really got any imagination or clue about what is actually happening. Now you, you might be right. They might be right. We might get one of those names as uninspiring as they all are. But this is a great opportunity, I think, for Bournemouth to take a free hit. We're probably going to go down. Let's give someone a go, and it might end up well. And if it doesn't, you're going to go down anyway. Who cares? So do you essentially agree, then, Tom, that this? squad that he's got at the moment isn't good enough to stay up or do you think with, we'll say with the right young manager with some fresh ideas there are there are enough good players in the squad to uh, to stick around we've not got a bad squad I don't you know I don't have we got the worst squad in the division I don't it's difficult to that now Forrest have basically signed 250 new players so I, I don't know but I think that certainly you could be the fourth worst side in that division with what we've got with maybe a couple uh, a couple more additions I think if I'm correct, and I, I, I'm, I'm, you, know, you, could, you can uh, rectify me if I am wrong, is that obviously, of course, the World Cup happens and there's the break in, in November. I believe they then come back and have a, a transfer window. Well, that's very useful because the transfer window is almost shut here now, so you're not going to get anyone in at that point. But you know, you've got a new one coming, I believe, after the World Cup. I, I, again, I, I could be wrong. So that does offer opportunity for a new manager to come in and maybe uh, work with the players in, in the uh, in during that break, and then also try and sign some new ones. That is one of the negatives about Anthony Barry, though. By the way, if he is indeed linked to the club or he is indeed one of the one of the favourites, is that he's also a coach with Belgium, and so of course mm. he will be missing for some of the World Cup. Doesn't allow him any opportunity to work with those players in that in that gap but I mean you know all these things are always sort of uh, you know you can often sort these things out with money can't you 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, he might not do the Belgian job if he got a proper... Well, quite. Job. That's yeah. what I mean. I mean, who who knows? I, look, I'm talking to someone who, who, you know, I should point out, I am as as clueless as most of the journalists that have been speculating upon <laughs> this uh, uh, this morning. I mean, what I've found strange about a lot of the journalists is they're saying how harsh it is on Scott Parker, who's gone. Um, and... Um, That's Scott Parker be, for you. Yeah, yeah, it, Scott it, Parker. He's he said, how he's coming back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Breaking it, news. No, he's not. He, he really is not. Um, but, you know, that... It, what a lot of them have been saying, how harsh it is on Scott Parker. And all I would just say to them is just talk to a couple of Bournemouth fans and they'll tell you it isn't harsh at all. It's it, it's it's perhaps not predictable it was done so quickly, but it's not unpredictable that it's happened at all. Tom, thank yeah. you. As always, we'll uh, catch up. No doubt we'll mm. chat again when the, when the white smoke appears and uh, you've appointed a new manager, when Anthony Barry or Chris Wilder or uh, Sean Dyche has come into the club. Or Harry Redmond. the black from Bodo Glimped. Yes. That's I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't do a bad job, I'm sure. Thank you, Tom. Cheers. There we are, Tom Latcham, broadcaster and uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, fan. I mean, he makes a good point about you know other people. Bournemouth fans know their own club, know yeah. their own team, and you have to sort of take it that they were they weren't happy. Brian De- uh, Brian Dean was uh, was listening to that. I met Brian Dean, a man who, of course, famous. Uh, well. F- a, B, fa- famous that. for scoring the first <laughs> goal in the Premier League. A, for sharing a jacuzzi with Andy Jacobs. That's the thing that I... When I think Brian Dean, that's the first thing that springs <laughs> yeah. up. But Brian's been in touch. He was enjoying uh, Tom's points there. So uh, good afternoon to you, Brian. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, later on, we're going to talk about um, Crows stopping play uh, in uh, at, uh, Grantham Town. But uh, before all of that, we, we talked to the team that, that love a waterlogged pitch, as we've been saying. Their mm. big uh, annual fixture took place. Borton Rovers playing an intra-club uh, bank holiday match in the wither, uh, in the wither, in the river Windrush <laughs> on Borton on the water. A uh, lovely place. And I'm seeing some pictures uh, at the moment. It takes a stud. The pitch, I think, is fair oh, to yeah. say. Um, CJ Price, the Borton Rovers first team manager, joins us. CJ, good afternoon. Afternoon, gents. How are we? Yeah, good. Thank good. you. So, uh, tell us the history of this game. How how comes you've been playing this match for almost a century now? So the game basically originated uh, about a hundred or so years ago. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure. No, I've heard about several stories. No one really, I think, knows the, the true definition of why the uh, game started. There was one story about it originating from the pub just outside the uh, the river and a load of uh, people were inside and um, went into the river to have a game and one of the wives refed it and uh, hence why the referee always wears a women's outfit. So yesterday, our director <laughs> of football, Jack, wore, <laughs> had a lovely wig on and uh, a lovely dress and... Uh, kept his trainers on and uh, he enjoyed himself very much uh, with the re- with his whistle and cards. Right. You must have been getting a bit worried. So with the drought, the way it was going, that we, you were going to get the fixture on this year. Yeah, so normally the, uh, the, the I think the river's normally about 10 inches deep or so, but mm. yesterday I think it was about two, two and a half. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was good to get it on. As first team manager, obviously a few of my players played, so... There were some shaky moments when they got near the riverbank and it's all, and it's where it's brick and stuff. I'm like, careful, careful, careful. We got a game on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, because you do play, you know, normal football on grass. This is just a special yeah, yeah. annual game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's an annual game. It's, it's traditional. So every bank holiday Monday in August, um, the game is predominantly played between about five or six players, I think it is. And we get our like Samba goals out, the little plastic goals and uh, stick them in the river. And the game 
the game, not much football's played, I'll say that, but a lot of things are being kicked. So is it is it sort of team A, team B? Do you have names for the two teams traditionally, or and how do you? Not, not really. So uh, we pro- it's, it's normally the first team versus the reserves, and like a few of like former players playing and, and and things like that 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 mix in as well. You've had celebs. I'm looking at a picture of Griff Reese Jones. He was making a TV show in the Cotswolds and and played in it. So um, you've had a few over the years, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So I believe Paddy McGuinness also uh, took part as well a few years ago. And obviously, um, I'm not sure whether Chris Hughes did, but obviously he was um, the uh, Love Island guy. He mm. was um, part of the Borton Rovers for a long time as well. Yeah. I mean, what's it like playing? Have you played in this game? And what's it like playing no, no, in water? It must I, be- I've only just recently taken over at the club. So I took over in the summer. Um, and obviously, we've seen like a big turnaround. So we between myself and my assistant manager, Mike, we've probably brought in about 20 new players, one of which played yesterday as well, a young 18-year-old. Um, he's obviously only been at the club about a month and a half and he really got stuck in with the new traditions and stuff. That's good. <laughs> You're doing a forest yeah. then, uh, CJ, are you? Trying to, bed, <laughs> trying to bed in 20 new players. <laughs> uh, almost, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, really. Obviously, I took over in the start of the summer. Um, I start my UEFA B course tomorrow as well. Right. And uh, it was... 25th birthday last Saturday, so it's been a bit of a bit, a bit of a crazy couple of months. So quite young to come to management then, you're not a player manager at all? No, 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 I, definitely not. <laughs> you're, you're not, what, you're not, uh, you've not come from a playing background, you're more one of the kind of bookish coaches, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, there's many of them who <laughs> have not played the game at a high level, so is that, is that uh, did this come through football manager, your love, or, or what? No, 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 it was it was more purely um, playing from a younger age, and then um, I, I played through like different systems and stuff like that, different clubs, and then got into senior football about 16 and stuff, played like local level and built up to about... I think it was like Gloucestershire Northern Senior One was the highest I probably played at, and that's probably about what step ten, eleven. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so nothing crazy. And then I tore, I had an MCL tear, a grade two tear in my knee, and a couple of ligament damages and stuff like that, both ankles. And always fancied myself as a coach anyway, and I was, I was pretty good at FIFA career mode. So <laughs> <laughs> it all looks good on the CV. Have you ever lost nine nil, CJ? Have you ever have you ever been beaten nine nil as as a gaffer? I had a I had a weird feeling you were going to bring this up. No, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> good, you haven't. Oh well, that's good I'm news. That's why with all the sackings going on. Yeah, what's been the worst one you've you've encountered as a defeat in uh, management? Off. Um, probably, I think it was about five or six. Okay. Well, that, normally, that, that yeah, gives you that a second chance. Yeah. That can happen to anybody. Yeah, that was just a, that's yeah. just a bad day. You know, the two of their goals yeah, were lucky. That, One was offside. We all know that. <laughs> so, what well, was the score yesterday? What the, oh, yeah. What was the score in this match? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, the game the game finished free all. So, and we also broke one of the goals as well. So there was a goal mouth scramble and uh, everyone flew into the goal and the goal snapped. So one of the players who got sent off in the game um, ended up standing there holding the post. Oh, How did you get sent off? Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? I think that I saw there was a red card last year. His under the water. Last sliding tackle. Somebody wasn't somebody yeah. wasn't doing keep the uppies in the water. Were they? Because apparently that's one of the greatest crimes known to man in football. Worse than spitting in someone's face. Apparently, <laughs> you wouldn't have been impressed if that was a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, we had about two thousand people coming to watch yesterday as well on the on the riverbanks. And I think eighty percent of them got absolutely soaked by the players. So 
Um, yeah, like I said, not it's not just the football that gets kicked; it's the the water in the uh, crowd yeah. as well. That, Who's job? Who's job to wash the kit? I mean, imagine that. I mean, that getting that black bin bag with all those <laughs> oh, no. those wet kits in was it? They all got to do their own. No, no, no. So it goes back to the club, and then we've got some amazing volunteers like Abby, Jack, and Kim and stuff who um, will we'll sort all that out probably today. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not the best job in the world, I'd imagine, especially where it's absolutely dripping wet. Not one player came off without a, a scuffed knee or a, a dodgy shin, or everyone came back soaked as well. Even even Jack, the referee, uh, he got tipped in as well at one point while he was doing an interview with uh, BBC Radio. Oh right, <laughs> don't mention them. And um, and oh, finally, the, money, <laughs> the money you raise money for charity in this game as well, don't you? Yeah, so a lot of the money goes towards the club and helping in running with that. But we do do a lot of um, charity stuff. So we we have partners around the um, Borton that, that we partner with as well in terms of charities. Like the, uh, I think it's the mine charity as well we deal yeah. with most. Well, good luck with your badges. They say you start tomorrow. I mean, what's, how, how long does it take to, to get over yeah. your B licence? Start, I start with my UA for B tomorrow. Um, that's about a year or so course, but they oh. give you like three years to complete it and stuff oh. as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's with the Gloucestershire FA. Uh, it'd be great in just one of the classes. You say, well, you know, I play a game every year in 10 inches of water, and let me tell you, because no one else is going to be able Nobody else going to bring that to bear, are they? No. You, you lot tell me about your tactics, and I'll tell you how to play in the water. Yeah, exactly. that's right. On a, hev- on a heavy pitch, on a wet night, yeah, then CJ, CJ is your man to get the best yeah. out of the team. Okay, good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Uh, there we are, Borton Rovers, first team manager, CJ Price. Does look like a lot of fun. It does, yeah. It looks like they have a good time, don't they? But, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, Andy, anything else you want to uh, share with the class? Uh, yes. Uh, so Alex Ferguson wants to take up curling. <laughs> you seen this? <laughs> yeah, where have you found this story? Uh, the Star? The papers. No, hold on, let me have a look. New York uh, Review of Books? <laughs> what was it in? I don't know, I've got to find it now. Okay. Hold on, I wrote down Because you've given us a headline there that deserves a bit of uh, exploration, yeah. I think. God, when you ask me that for? Is it honestly? <laughs> well, you can't just throw facts out there. Well, I've got to find it now. Hold on. Oh, okay. I do apologise. I thought you'd have it at your fingertips. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to talks. What Andy Jacobs looking through lots of sellotape bits of paper, <laughs> trying to find a story about Sir Alex Ferguson. Ferguson. He'll probably come up and say, did I say Alex Ferguson? I meant somebody else called Alex. I seem Alex. to have lost the page. Of the... Anyway, it was Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, he, yeah. Well, he was in conversation with Eve Muirhead. Oh, and yeah. And he said he'd really like to take up curling. But I was thinking if surely if he gave his yeah. team the hairdryer, it would melt the ice. Maybe it? this is something else we can ask the listeners about because sometimes in life you'll be with someone and they'll say, you know, I've always wanted to try that. And the next oh, yeah, thing you know, you're trying it because they've organised it and you can't back out of it now. So I do wonder if, if like Sir Alex suddenly uh, a broom turns up at his place and a stone. Although, obviously, you can't practice at home, can you, really? Not really, no. But do you think he'd be on the stone or on the broom? I imagine he'd be, I mean, you know, man of his... He's advancing years. He'd be on the stone, yeah, mainly, really. I don't think he's going to be standing there with a broom, but it's not really no. not the mark of the man. But um, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you think, oh, yeah, definitely, I'd love to try that. And Because Eve, Eve could, you know, 
she could make it happen if she wanted to. She could. And then he's like, how does he back out? He can't say no, can he? Because he's already told her he wants to try it. So do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet uh, TSH&J. Maybe we should kick off a new series, Andy, called Quiet News Day. I never got round to this. This was on Friday. This, uh, this is a classic Quiet News Day story because uh, uh, the, the Sun uh, decided that they would have one of their staff look at what uh, the, the food costs in Roy's Rolls in Coronation Street compared really? with the f- food prices in <laughs> Kathy's calf. So, oh and to be fair, you do get a few anomalies. Let me give you an example, Andy, oh, for, yeah. the, for those okay. that are interested. Um, let's see if you can guess, right? Roy's Rolls versus Kathy's calf. Eastenders versus uh, Corrie. No problem. We'll, yeah. we'll kick off uh, with Roy's Rolls. Were you paying breakfast with tea? Remember, it's... Uh, it's you know you talk about Greater Manchester and and London. It's going to be more London. expensive. London, so we go breakfast with tea in Roy's Rolls. What's he charging, Andy? Breakfast uh, with tea, so five pound fifty. No, you're not being a bit more than that. Six fifty. All right. Whereas at Kathy's Cafe, what are you paying breakfast with tea? Seven pound ninety five. <laughs> Very specific. Eight pound forty. Oh, well, it's not that bad. London, it's eh? It's your London prices. Well, I say that um, because uh, Roy's Rolls, the vegetarian breakfast, four pound fifty. I'm guessing it's the normal breakfast, but um, yeah, but without the meat. Yeah, without it's, the bacon it's an egg and the sausage and a bit of yeah. Um, <laughs> Six ninety in Kathy's Caf. The ham salad sandwich. Uh, £3.20 in Roy's Rock. You are listening to TalkSport, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's good. £3.20, um, £2.75, Kathy's Cafe. So cheaper. Maybe the ham's cheaper. cheaper. Maybe and it's an inferior you, ham. you want to stop off there before you go to the London Stadium. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, it probably would be. That's right. How much he charges for a pint, Kathy's. That's, yeah, well, people should start going to the Vic rather than spending <laughs> £7.30 on a, on a pint of uh, um, whatever it is that they're selling in the uh, London Stadium. So, yes, yeah, some odd prices. Roy is charging more for... I can't believe I'm doing this. Roy is charging more for a tuna mayo sandwich uh, than Cathy is in London. How do you work that out? I found the Alex Ferguson. Oh, okay, thank goodness for that. <laughs> so, go on then, fill, it, fill us in. Is there any Just more to that, it? really. He wants to take up curling after being inspired by Team GB's women's Olympic success. Yeah. The ex-Manchester United boss... 80, thanks, yeah. was glued to his TV. Was he? It <laughs> can happen at that age, can't it? You're trying to put a pot back together. It wasn't super close. Then you leaned on the telly. Next thing you know, you're sitting in casualty with a 65-inch plasma screen attached to your hand. <laughs> As the all-Scottish squad skippered by Eve Muirhead took gold at this year's Winter's Games, hmm. he now wants to take to the ice himself and may recruit Eve to teach him. This is not it's rubbish, isn't this it? This is not she happening. She met Sir Alex He may want day. to. Yeah. He never said he wants to do it, he said he wants to give it a try, says Eve, so we'll see. Oh, OK. There's a quote there. I'm not calling Eve a liar. I, mean, <laughs> I, I would last thing I would ever do. So if he said that. But have you found yourself in that situation where you say, oh, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely want to come. I'll definitely be there. I'll definitely want to try that. And someone else made it happen and you couldn't back out of it. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet uh, J. £3.20 for a chicken sin salad sandwich in Roy's Rolls, three fifty in Cathy's. So really the anomalies are, the ch- if you want, breaking news, the anomalies are the tuna mayo and the ham salad sandwich, for some reason, cheaper in London than, That's in, unusual, than in Weatherfield, yeah. Warford than in Weatherfield. So there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I've been asking the listeners a few mm. different things this afternoon. Flouncing. Um, oh yeah, we like a flounce. You, Andy, you're a good flouncer. You flounce many times. Normally, mm. quite a lot of it football related. Um, and this one is from who's oh, put, put his name on this one? Sean in Somerset. Um, whilst playing in a club match for my local club, one of our opponents who was having a mare hit his um, three ball into a pond. 
With that, he shouted, right, in true Basil Fortley style. <laughs> You've had all my balls, so you might as well have my clubs as oh, well. No. Then threw his bag as far as he could and, uh, and stormed off. Around 15 minutes later, we saw him coming down the hill towards the pond. He paddled out to where his bag was. <laughs> well, you feel stupid, fish, Fished around until he found it, then picked it up, reached into one of the pockets to take out his car keys, then threw the bag further into the pond and stormed off again, never to be seen. So, Sean, very good. That's good flouncing. Very, very I flounced good. off a tennis court once. I got so cross. Just smashed my racket to smithereens at the David Lloyd Centre. wasn't wasn't great. Not my finest moment. Really? <laughs> well, who were you playing, Andy? It wasn't Cliff Richard, was yeah, it? No, I was playing uh, Sue's cousin, who's actually a very, very good tennis player. But you still had an expectation you could yeah, beat him? Stupid, really, because he was much better than me. And so what sort of... You never saw the game out? You never went up to the net and shook hands with him? No. Even a member of the family? No. You flounced? Flounced. Well, did you give him a verbal send-off for being no, better than you? No, no, I don't. You just sort of left? No, he was a lot better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what can you do? Um, we asked you as well, we, to Eve Muirhead, the fine curler, as um, Sir Alex Ferguson show, said that he'd quite like to give it a try, you know. Hmm. Uh, even at the tender age of 80, he'd like to give it a try, which is a laudable thing. He might have just been being nice. He might have just said that. Yeah, but if Eve turns up with a stone or basically books Pone? books a slot <laughs> yeah. in the ice rink, <laughs> yeah. he's going to have to go, isn't he? I mean, he can make his excuses, but I don't think he will. He said he wants to do it, and sometimes you paint yourself into a corner, and you just have to go through with it when someone sorts all these things out. I was invited to go to a yoga class. When I arrived, it was hot yoga. After five minutes of the class, I couldn't breathe. After seven minutes, I was carried out. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic in uh, Norwich. I've got I've a mate who does that. He that, swears yeah. by it. He does swears it? by it. He's very good. I mean, he's good at... I think he does a lot of yoga anyway, but yeah. and he's he's kind of gravitated towards that old Sean, but I think he's... Yeah, yeah. He, yeah it's he, he says great, it's very but... good. Um, we also asked you off the back of Daryl DK of, of, of West Brom, um, admitting that he's been... For the last eight months he's been in the UK, he's been washing his clothes... Uh, with a Finnish Powerball, which is really there for his um, dishwasher. Mm. Um, and uh, he wondered why his clothes weren't coming out as quite as well as he'd liked. Uh, Mr. Brightside says, I inadvertently used our dog shampoo, which has been uh, left in the shower. Well, I mean, it's essentially the same stuff. I thought so. I mean, if you've been rolling in yeah. fox poo, Mr. Brightside, <laughs> it, it will sort that out for shiny you. shiny skin. So. I think he'll have a, yeah, he's had a constantly <laughs> wet nose for the last couple of weeks, which is uh, a little bit weird. Yes. Um, uh, Andy Smart, the intrepid Andy Smart, oh, friend yeah. of the show, is, uh, wants to play in the Boughton on the Water game next year. Oh, he should. Oh, we'll put you in touch with CJ uh, and make that happen, Andy. It's the, another box to tick of all the intrepid things Definitely. you've done in the world of sport. We'll make that happen. Oh, actually, that reminds me. The bloke that was uh, at the wedding who um, told me about the... Basically caught me checking Caught the you checking the Chelsea when you said Chelsea you wouldn't do school, it, yeah. yeah. He went to school with Andy Smart. I've just remembered. Did he really? Yeah. Fantastic. He went to school, yeah. Good, good facts. Um, uh, Richard has rejoined us. We have a bit of well, it is breaking sports news, but not massively surprising. Richard, is it? Not massively surprising, but pretty controversial still. Mm, oh, so yeah. the Open champion Cameron Smith has become uh, one of a number of golfers. <laughs> confirms to join the Live Series. There has been speculation about it for a while. I was asked about it just after he won the Open. Um, yeah. But he's he's the highest ranked player now to join 
the Saudi back breakaway really, world it? number two Obviously, we heard about Rory McIlroy at the weekend as well. He's very, again, very strong on on denouncing about it. Wasn't some he? players playing in the live golf. He doesn't done at all well. He's, he's not, he was not a great player anyway. He's only made about ten million quid. This yeah. bloke. I you mean, can see. You can see the appeal. Ridiculous. Less, probably less so for players like like Cam Smith. He did say, yeah. Richard. He said uh, a couple of weeks. I'm going to take some heat at the end of the month. So he he teed all no, this we up. All, hadn't we? we all knew he was going to. Do yeah. This. yeah, yeah. We knew it, we knew it was coming. But yeah, it's a, it's it's a big one. Sure, the, high, the highest ranked player to yeah. join it, it, it's sort of uh, after the sort of high of the end of the PGA Tour at the weekend and, and Rory McIlroy yeah. being so strong on the, on the existing tours it's sort of being sort of brought back down again by Cameron it's Smith it's a bit like the Liv. Super League European Super League this is it's the same sort of idea isn't it you're destroying the traditional competition just so you can make plenty of money you know it's it's not great I don't think <laughs> thank you Richard yeah. thanks very much but there we are Cam Smith mm. uh, not surprisingly um, telling us that he's uh, he's off to play in the live tournament we'll try and get some reaction to that throughout the afternoon as he said it wasn't a surprise Every, no. I think all the players knew it was going to happen but it's true it's a major winner this year it's it's a, a young up and coming talent is not someone at the tail end of their career looking no, for a big pay exactly uh, so there's a bit of transfer news here Brighton who've got such a brilliant scouting uh, network yeah. they're keen on the Argentine prospect Facundo Buonanotte I was thinking that's definitely Igor Monachev's favourite player. Good night. (laughs) Facundo, good night. That would be very good. Um, Mick the Miller tells us, um, what, not the greyhound, in a cup, (laughs) unlikely, two different stories. In a cup game, we were told we had to play, but only had seven players. Being the goalkeeper, I knew I was going to be busy. We went 1-0 up, but then it was an onslaught. We lost 9-1. But when he got to nine, I was like a man possessed as I didn't want to go into double figures. Believe it or not, I got man of the match. Well, I can believe well, that. I can yeah, believe that, sense. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really blame the keeper in the Bournemouth-Liverpool game the other day. Um, so do keep your stories. We threw a lot at you, but flouncing, nice examples of flouncing, things you got painted into a corner and had to do, a bit like Sir Alex when uh, he rocks up with that ice rink and mm. they hand him a broom. Um, he wants to try curling, he said. Well, someone might m- make that happen. Um, and yeah just using the wrong stuff my wife booked some of those skin friendly wipes for the bathroom a few days later feeling a bit sore I bothered to read the pack lemon floor wipes it says <laughs> not a nice image thank you very much for that uh, shed the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, these are the Clips of the Week pewter from November, October and November 2003. It's amazing, isn't it? 19 years ago. And there's a few old uh, familiar voices in there still at the station. And, uh, yeah, these were just found in a corner when we moved a couple of years back, and our producer has, has made it his life's work to digitise them <laughs> on his trusty life's mini disc player. He's, got a, he's the only person in, on earth with a mini disc player and uh, <laughs> that still works. And so, uh, yes, he's been able to digitise these old uh, clips good. and bring them to us. We've not heard these since 2003, I think. So uh, let's get underway. Where should we start, Andy? We begin with uh, Alan Brazil and Mike Parry getting a bit musical. Back in 1972, on this day, Carly Simon married James Taylor. Absolutely, Carly Simon. Yeah, he walked in to the... What was it? He walked in party. to the party. Like it, anyway, like he, he was, was walking... <laughs> Through a, a a room or something, or through a yacht or something. Like anyway. he's walking through. Anyway, <laughs> both big Carly Simon fans. Was it a yacht? Was it a yacht? Was it a room? <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Mike was always like that, and probably still is. He will launch into a song and very quickly realise he doesn't know any of the words. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, Stan, Mr. Parry, was uh, impressed with Liverpool's uh, Florent Cinema Pongo. Remember him from Cinema oh, Pongo? Yeah, yeah course, that's right. Yeah. I loved him. Well, I tell you what, I like the look of that young lad, Pogo, or Pongo, Pongo, sorry, Pongelli, or whatever his name is, and uh, I think he's going to be a star of the future. He was lightning sharp, razor quick. <laughs> Pongo, Pongelli. Yeah, what a player he was. What a great prediction. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was Back, as quick as razor, of course, in the end, yeah. Back to Big Al with a quick time check. 22 minutes past six. <laughs> <laughs> That's is, good, isn't that it? That is quick. But can we have that again? Because it is just so stupid, Becky. 22 minutes past six. <laughs> 22 minutes. Two, 22 minutes past six. Yeah. Uh, this is a caller to Gary Newbon on 505, the phone in now. Well, tell today, me about today then. Sorry. Well, today, for well, one nil up, we're never in any danger. Um, then Fairman had a shot from outside the bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to have a shot from outside Still right holding up. his pint, the lad who had the shot yes. Back to Mr Brazil again Looking ahead to some upcoming guests 13 minutes past 7 o'clock Mick Jogger still to come So Jeff Hart and Hank Potts We'll get Hank running down the Dutch squad for us Oh, okay. really? yeah, well, that's one way of winning the game, isn't it, really? He's got a big uh, rhubarb on the front of his car. Mick Jogger. Oh, OK. Was that a character then on the show? Mick I, who went I jogging? reckon he'd be a sort of Stones tribute thing, I think, oh, around that okay, time. OK, right. Yes. New, new, new market races or something so like he, that? So he, he does like, he runs, like that, yeah. he runs coast to coast, does he? And or does lands in Johnny Grace while singing Stone songs. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. OK, just thought if you're in the charity business. Um, let's step in for another a bit of classic Mike Parry, shall we? Well, not according to Sven Holland Eriksson. Now, I mean, look at look abroad as well and see what happens. Complications with strikers there. Why does Dick Advocar night and mornings? I drink warnings, warnings, Advocar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was that one of the Rupert Bell style plug? Wow, I don't know what was going on there. Singing the adverts now. What's next? It's Drive Time host Patrick Kinghorn now. This is the platform for Leeds United and general football fans to tell us who should take over the Ellen Road hot sheet. (laughs) (laughs) The hot sheet. Anyway, let's get the news now. Catherine Gunn, who worked at the GCHQ Monitoring Centre in Cheltenham, was arrested in March after a top-secret US memo was allegedly leaked to the press. She says any disclosures were justified as they exposed serious illegality and wrongdoing by the US government. (laughs) That's it. If at first you don't succeed, give up. Yeah, come up with another word. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Returning to Mr Brazil, who'd had a great day at the races... 12 minutes before 7 o'clock. What a lovely day I had yesterday, mate. I was down at Fontwell. First time, first visit down there. Beautiful. In the company of Hul Davis, uh, Simon Manure. Simon Manure? (laughs) Simon Manure. Very good for the roses, Simon Manure. (laughs) Well, that's why he goes racing, isn't he? (laughs) Anyway. um, That might be his name, isn't it? What, Simon Manure? (laughs) Probably not. Do you know anybody called Manure? (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) Unlikely. Burt Compost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burt Compost. I Staying with Adam and Mike Parry, yes. who are once again getting a bit musical. Oh, right, dear. let's go down under. What's that song, mate? What's that song? Build up to the weekend. Chanson de l'amour. Por favor. <laughs> Suddenly, a bit of Spanish. It was basically a music station in 2003, wasn't it? We played more in PRS for music than we did anything else. Uh, Sticking with Messrs. Parry in Brazil, here they are discussing a classic old footballer. In the first round of the FA Cup, good man, this guy, nice guy. Ted McDougall yeah. scored nine goals. Nine goals. Yeah, and nobody would take a chance on Ted McDougall for years. And then did he eventually go to West Ham? <laughs> Ted McDougall. <laughs> the producer says, why don't you Google it? Have a look again. Ted McDougall. Uh, here's one-time presenter, old mate Rob McCaffrey, speaking very highly of Joe Cole. What's uh, Joe Cole for um, for first goal? Joe scorer? Cole seven to one. He's a definite seven starter, one. isn't he? That's a bit skinny, isn't it? Seven well, you know to one. one Dave. You know he's, you know he's going to start. You know he's a proven goal scorer. Oh, come on, Dave. Goal scorer. Come on, seven Dave. to one. We have seen Prane. He scores a goal, but seven many goals one. did he get last season? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a classic. It's an old one, classic, yeah. Rob. Yes. Uh, what's next, Andy? It's a caller now talking about a French legend. I watched Zidane Zidane, and he's. Breathtaking. I mean, the the things that he does and the way he spins with his foot in the ball and all the little tricks that he does, I could never even have thought those up in a million years. Mm. So I do love watching Zidane Zidane. Is it David David Moyes? I don't think think that's David Moyes. I'd say it is. Okay. You haven't got a great ear for accents. Oh, I don't think that's true, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll find I do. It's a bit of a disaster. (laughs) That's not true. Zidane Zidane was the real point of it. I don't think think that was... I could be wrong. Let's have another listen. Oh, oh, blimey, he's getting serious. Sounds a bit like him, I'm just... I think it's, yeah. I watched Zidane Zidane and he's... Breathtaking. I mean, the the things that he does and the way he spins with his foot in the ball and all the little tricks that he does, I could never even have thought those up in a million years. Mm. So I do love watching Zidane Zidane. You think that's still David Moyes? I do, yeah. Okay, I don't think it is. Do you know who I think it is? Who? I think it's George Burley. George Burley? I don't think it's George Burley, is it? Let's play George Burley (laughs) or David David Moyes in this afternoon's Zidane Zidane. (laughs) Come with us now. Anyway, what do you think, David Moyes or George Burley, who was that? 
Um, you know, Kit here, do you? Uh, fine. <laughs> probably I don't blame probably you. Probably neither. neither. I don't. <laughs> it's just a caller. Oh, Mick Jogger was Mike Perry's singing name, says Steve in Cheshire. Oh, of mm. course, Steve. Yeah, one of the TalkSport completists. And finally, I'm, re- I'm really not sure what is happening here. Yes, good morning, it's Saturday. I'm sorry about that extended intro, just a slight bit of reshuffling of the chairs here. Former England prop Jeff Probin will be joining us later in the show to look ahead to the game of the World Cup so far. Almost certainly in the toilet. <laughs> He'll look ahead to the game of the World Cup so far. <laughs> Might go. How does that work? <laughs> few people think that was Frank McClintock oh Frank uh, Jay no, Brentwood says it? that Gavin was that it wasn't Kenny Dalgleish says uh, Darren it, no. Frank a lot of people think it was Frank McClintock Kenny in Edinburgh yeah a lot of people saying it's Frank so there we are mm, maybe fantastic okay well look he does do a very good uh, David Moyes Frank oh yeah I bet he does <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, um, Scotland's foremost. Have we got time to bring this extra? We got. Should we do this later? I think I'll look at the producer. We've got an extra one for you from New Zealand later on. It's worth sticking around for. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We brought you some uh, clips from 2003. Just This is a bit of a weird one. It's mm. uh, a kind of companion station, uh, a, a talk station over in New Zealand. Our producer is as a Kiwi Connections family over there. And one of his family sent in this. And it has echoes of an old clip. You may recall Ian mm. Collins back in the day. Day, trying to get a word in edgeways with a caller called Ted. Mm. And going, Ted, 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 Ted. It's it became a bit of an old classic. Mm. Well, this is a caller to Marcus Lush on News Talk uh, Z, is that ZB, a national speech and sports radio station in New Zealand. Uh, a caller called Brian called up to have his say on the state of the All Blacks after they lost at home to Argentina at the weekend. And we think, yeah, this is very much like that Ian Collins Ted moment. They can still be the best in the world, but but, but Brian Brian we, many people. But Brian Brian, Brian sorry 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 Brian. Simply because hang 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 can you hear me? Four or six minutes at the end of the game, if that. And the scores, <laughs> they're losing when he goes on and they're still losing when he comes on. Brian, 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 can you hear me? Sorry for people. Brian. You know, and what's the logic of taking Kane off 66 minutes? He's done it twice at 66 minutes. It's as if it's preconceived, you know. Your substitutions are there to improve Brian team that's on the Brian play. Brian and, You know, if you've got a scrum that, that's mowing down the scrum, uh, why take Brian put another Brian Brian, 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 Brian Brian, can you Brian and uh, and Brian. these things are sorted out. You don't have to worry about who's playing where. There isn't that spark there. And if there's no spark in the coaching box there's no spark on the paddock, 
And um, basically, that's it, mate. Can you hear me, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing missing from that clip is Brian, you Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, there we are. That was um, News Talk ZB over in uh, New Zealand, and the same things happening the other side of the world. It's same kind of really. conversations that we regularly have here on Talk Sport. But uh, yeah, what a great payoff that was at the end. Beautiful. We'll send that to Ian Collins. Yeah, we should. Uh, so it will take him back. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I flounced out of Stamford Bridge immediately after Conor Gallagher got sent off. He left on 28 minutes, oh, no. says Tim. That's a bit early doors, isn't it? That's mad. Yeah, you've got to trust your team. Yeah, I mean, it was nil-nil at the time. I mean, yes. you know, and they did well, really, with 10 men. Adam in Surrey tells us, my team lost... Oh, yeah, we're asking you... Two managers lost their job after 9-0 defeats at the weekend. So if you're in a team or know of a team that lost 9-0 at the weekend, has the manager kept their job or is it just automatically you get sacked? My team lost 10-1 the week before last against the team we beat three times last season. The manager decided to go on holiday to Portugal this week and left me in charge. We only lost 2-0 on Sunday, just gone. Now, all of a sudden he's told me I'm in charge I only started football last season oh, you're the new gaffer well, you shaved well, you shaved you know eight goals off of the deficit really it was pretty good going so anyway good luck in your new role and uh, keep telling us your stories uh, did you lose 9-0 at the weekend and are you still in work um, using the wrong stuff Daryl DK of course washing his clothes with a finished Powerball for, which he should have been putting in his dishwasher it took him eight months to realise <laughs> That was the case. Brilliant. Flouncing, some good examples of flouncing. And also we're looking for stories this afternoon of you saying, oh, yeah, I'd definitely love to do it. I'll be there. I definitely would love to do that. And then not being able to get out of it. Much like maybe Sir Alex Ferguson, he might find himself next time he's up in Scotland curling with Eve Muirhead because he has shown an interest in it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Andy, you're here all week, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Andy's going to be with us for the four days. Because Thursday will be... Deadline day and all the mayhem oh, that normally like ensues day. then. Be good. But uh, tomorrow uh, we'll be back. Greg Rutherford, uh, Olympic gold medalist, Manchester United fan, will be joining us. I look at the producer. Where else have we got? Tom Kerridge is on. Do hope you can join us. Till then, have a fine evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.